Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. History together. Have a history together. We'll come to that. Um, and Joe Dankwa of the MPP now comes in in second. Of course, there's nothing like second in, in parliamentary elections. He lost, he lost uh, with 8,195 votes. Okay. Okay. 81. The difference here is... 81. 81. 81 votes. 81 votes. And you know, I was telling you about uh, Joe Dankwa. Now, Joe Dankwa was the first member of parliament for the Tyne constituency. In that, con in that election in 2004, he beats Ibrahim Ahmed to it. And in 2008, Ibrahim Ahmed gets his revenge. Mm. He beats Joe Dankwa. And... 2012. Let me pull them up. I love sure what you're saying. Yes. The map tells you the story. What you, your point is that this entire area here, don't forget 81. That's all it took to win wow. in this race this year. Your, your point is this entire area here was part of one big constituency. Yes. And these two gentlemen played in there. Exactly. We'll come to this story because it's a very interesting story Winston will track for you. Um, the race between these two gentlemen. Elton Broby is joining us live right now. Guess where? From the private residence of the incumbent president. Hello, Dankwa Kufado. Hello, Elton. Nice to see you. How have you been? Uh, Elton, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear Evans, and it's been very tiring and, and stressful, but I'm happy that it's coming to an end very soon. And we are now at the residence of President Kufuado here at Nima. And as you can see behind me, the stage is set for what is likely to be a response to the president from the announcement that we are all waiting to hear from the Electoral Commission that we are told will come up pretty soon. And already... Uh, there are so many supporters of the MPP at the at the, at the, at the, at the frontage of this building, jubilating, dancing, and you know, going up and down the road, saying that they've won the uh, 2020 uh, general elections. It's unclear uh, what is motivating uh, this particular feeling of optimism. But what we do know is that the MPP, at their own coalition centre, came up with some figures, according to them put them ahead of John Dramani Mahama of the NDC. Indeed, uh, some few minutes ago, we got an update from the MPP's coalition center, and according to them, they are only left with 736 uh, out of the over 38,000 polling centers across the country that they've been collecting. And according to the MPP, the figures they have put them at 51.7% of the popular votes, 
and then also put uh, John Dramani Mahama at 47%, meaning that they are on course to win a second term and form the next government. Now, I'm told that this information uh, has trickled down to the supporters and indeed President Kufado, who has been in, in-house since voting at uh, Chebib in the Eastern region. Now, in his private home here, as you can see behind me, uh, senior government officials are already there, including the Vice President of the Republic, Dr. Mohamed Dubaumia. Uh, the, the Speaker of Parliament was here a while ago. And then we have very senior government officials, friends who have come here, and they've been here since morning, I'm told, monitoring, listening to uh, radio, television, getting themselves abreast with the information that's going on across the country as far as uh, the 2020 election is concerned. But we are getting to the curtain call where we'll be told who won, and the way forward and that is how come behind me you will find the ghana flag and the and the stage that has been set for president Kufuor to speak once the electoral commission is done with their presentation so when they will do that we do not know the media the, the, the media is here supporters of the mpp are out of the gates i, I can see the house of the of, of the of president Kufuor putting together some tables and chairs uh, which I'm told is likely to be some sort of a celebration. A while ago, we were told that President Kufuor received two calls, one from the presidential candidate of the Great Consolidated Popular Party, GCPP. Uh, they participated in the just-ended general elections. Henry Latte was the presidential candidate, and we are, we are, I'm told that he called in to concede defeat. Uh, he also congratulated President Kufuor and wished him well. We also told that Kofi uh, Akpalu uh, of the LPG also called, uh, also called to concede defeat and also congratulated President Kufuado uh, on his re-election. That's the information we are picking. What we are all waiting to hear is that final declaration from the Electoral Commission, which direction that will go will inform the form and shape in which President Kufuado will speak to the nation. But from the feelings I'm getting from the from the grounds here, it does appear to me that uh, they are uh, sure of victory in some few minutes to come. Evan, that's, all, that, that's why we are here. We've set up and we are here to bring you every minute of what will transpire here from the Nima residence of President Kufuado. Elting, don't go anywhere. Stay with me because I want to hear from the people themselves there in your background uh, as we await for this. The siege is set in the private residence of the uh, president and we don't know what it's going to be, whether it's going to be a, a concession or it's going to be a victory, uh, a, an acceptance uh, a speech there. So stay with me, we'll get come back to you shortly. As you can see on your screen, we have with us Maxwell Agbagba, uh, who has been embedded with the John Mahama team for a long time right now and he's now uh, joining us uh, with the very latest also from the camp of the uh, flag bearer of the NDC, uh, Maxwell what is a story from the JM come as we build and wait for the official yeah. declaration? Well, yeah. um, we're here at the um, campaign office. I'm Evans of the NDC presidential candidate, John Mahama, here um, in Cantobans. Quite a number um, of supporters um, are gathered here. Um, there are some pressmen also here um, waiting to um, hear the NDC presidential candidates address the nation um, in some minutes. Um, if you come here, the NDC campaign manager himself, Joshua Halaby, um, he's seated just um, some meters away from where I'm standing interacting with others who are gathered here. I've also seen um, some um, 
big weeks of the um, National Democratic Congress um, also um, here. Just some minutes ago, the um, NDC, um, can, uh, I mean the NDC um, MP for Ningo Pram Pram, um, MP elect um, Sam George, was also um, here. I've seen quite a number of um, big weeks of the NDC who are gathered here today um, as the NDC presidential candidate addresses the nation in some minutes. Well, if you come here, it's more of optimism um, for majority of the people who um, I've interacted with. So optimism that um, they are controlling um, the um, parliamentary um, seats. Um, uh, they say, many of the people I've spoken to tell me, um, NDC supporters I've spoken to here tell me that they believe and they're optimistic that they have majority seats um, in parliament. Um, indeed, um, quite a number of those I've spoken to also believe that they have won um, the um, presidential race. Um, so really, um, we're just waiting to hear what the NDC presidential candidate um, has to tell us, um, whether um, he um, is putting out there that they have won the elections or not. We are unable to tell, but indeed we've been uh, we've been monitoring um, his Facebook page, and he has been thanking NDC supporters for um, Ghanaians for going out there to vote for change, and um, we do not know if um, his message this evening will be couched in the same you know um, direction. But we just wait patiently um, to hear him and what um, he has to say. Just some minutes ago, um, I had interactions with the um, general secretary of the NDC, Johnson Asiedunkitia. He addressed the press conference um, earlier, and we're asking him for some preliminary comments um, before the um, the NDC presidential candidate's address. But he said that um, every message um, will be delivered um, by the NDC presidential candidate and that he does not want to um, preempt um, what he has to say. Other um, party bigwigs who are gathered here today are also not willing to talk. They say they do not want to preempt what the NDC presidential candidate is going to say. So as it stands now, we are all waiting patiently and with bated breath um, to hear what um, he has to tell us. Okay, uh, but he's he there himself. Is John Mahama in that residence with you right now? Yes, um, he is um, just some meters away from where I'm standing. Um, he is in the building. Um, just some meters away from where I'm standing um, right now, um, but from where I'm standing, I can see um, some some of the party officials um, in that structure right now. Um, the um, the Greater Accra Regional Chairman of the NDC, um, Adi Kuka, um, is also here. He just came out from that structure. So quite a number of them are in that building, and we're waiting for him um, to just walk out and then um, talk to us. But there are quite a number um, uh, of supporters also um, gathered here on the compound. If you come here, uh, the N- his campaign office has a very huge compound. Um, right now, half of the um, parking lot here has been filled uh, with um, vehicles. And my camera technician um, is just trying to give you an idea right now of the number of people um, you know, who are gathered here. So all of these people, party supporters, um, gathered here. Some of them are also um, standing um, outside. Pressmen also um, here waiting um, patiently um, for that address by the NDC um, presidential um, candidate Evans. Um, Maxwell, uh, thank you. But Maxwell, don't go anywhere just yet. We don't want to miss anything. And so stand by for me. In fact, I'm also going to stand by uh, because what you see in the background is that there is anticipation. When you see that something is about to happen in the residence of JM, just as we saw in the residence of Naladankwa Kufado. Exactly, Evans. And one of the things, you know, uh, listening to Maxwell, listening uh, to, uh, you know, Elton, it looks like both are confident 
a victory or are confident of either winning the presidential or the parliamentary. I want to go now to the Electoral Commission headquarters where uh, Israel Lai is standing by with uh, Madame Sylvia. No, uh, she speaks for the Commission. Uh, Israel, do we have any clarity yet when the Electoral Commission will make this of, uh, official declaration that they had postponed? No, we don't have any clarity yet, and which is why I'm actually speaking with uh, Madame Sylvia Hano right now. So we're seeking to know. We you had earlier indicated that we're going to uh, you're going to declare the results at 5 p.m. But you also came back to tell us that uh, the 5 p.m. wasn't going to be possible. What time that we expect, or can we expect that this declaration is going to be made? Thank you very much. Um, let me say that um, during the last, the very last. Press briefing before the election. Somebody posed the same question that um, should the Electoral Commission be unable to declare the result by five? And what would happen? And I remember the chairperson of the Electoral Commission telling the person that he wasn't casting iron stone and that you're working with it. I mean, the process said that if the the, if the results come in, you know, as soon as practicable. Definitely, even added that if you have the results, five people. So we do not have the results now. The full complement of the results. And I speak to you now. The results are trickling in, and as soon as practicable, the results will be declared by the presiding officer or the sorry, the returning officer of the presidential election who happens to be the chairperson of the election. You say that the results are trickling in. When you say trickling in, we know that they're coming in the regions. So are you able to tell us which regions are coming? So I I can only do so by the as I speak to you now. So I, I don't have the full uh, complement of it. But I can assure you that the results are coming in and um, as soon as practical. As soon as we get the results. It's all right. Again, again, because the NDC had earlier indicated that uh, they had been the NDC representatives in the in the creation center here. So they had been there for a while. I, I'll have to interrupt, um, Israel. I'll have to interrupt uh, your interaction with Sylvia, no, because there's some. Uh, we can see that John Dramani Mahama is addressing the press. Let's go live now. Um, to thank the people of Ghana for what has been an exciting election. I want to state categorically and firmly that I've not congratulated any person. And no attempt should be made to steal this election. We will resist it. We thank the Ghanaian people for the confidence they've expressed in us. Uh, it's clear the Ghanaian people want a change uh, in this country. Ghanaians are tired of Akufado and his government. We thank the electorate for giving us a working majority in parliament. 140 seats in parliament, which is a majority. And um, no attempt should be made to subvert that. I've looked at the uh, the results we've collated so far, and I'm excited, I'm happy with the results. And um, we've won in 10 regions out of 16, and um, the Ghanaian people have expressed uh, confidence in us. We would resist any attempt to subvert the will of the people. Thank you. Yes. 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 
some of what is happening is unacceptable. And Nana Kufadu continues to show credentials that are very un- undemocratic. You cannot use the military to try and overturn some of the results in constituencies that we have won. And so we will resist any attempt to subvert the sovereign will of the Ghanaian people. The right thing must be done. We've collated our results and we thank the Ghanaian people for the confidence they have in us. And um, we, we, we will give further details uh, later. But uh, we thank you very much. And um, our people should remain calm as uh, we wait for the final verdict. But we are happy that Ghanaians have voted for change. Thank you. We know that it's for you! It's for you! Watching the visuals from the residents of the uh, flag bearer of the NDC, uh, John Mahama himself, now uh, approaching the microphone is the General Secretary of the Party, uh, John Singh. I see you doing Ketia. That the MPP has started using you, the media houses, to churn wrong information. And um, we have, and, and fake news, we are aware that some of these media, you media houses, are calling the elections for Nana Kufadu. If there's anybody who has reason to jubilate, it is the NDC support base. And so we are urging our people that they have every reason to jubilate because they know that we have won majority in parliament. And because of that, that positions us to select the speaker, the committee chairman, and so on. And we know nobody can run this country without the majority in parliament. And so we must send a strong caution to the government's attempt to use the military. In fact, the military have no role to play as the first instance in any electoral matters. We are aware that in Techiman, the military have been deployed to a collation center. Shooting has happened, and two people have been confirmed dead now, and seven others are in, 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 in hospital. This is an attempt to change the results. Indeed, the electoral commission at Techiman has never pronounced uh, the Techiman constituency seat for MPP. But the military just rushed in, created confusion and so on. And they are going to other constituencies. We are aware of what is happening about the results in Sene uh, East. We are aware about what they are going to do in Serioso, uh, Takwa, and other places. We want to call on the peace-loving authorities in this country. Peace Council the traditional authorities, the clergy, and so on. This is the time for you to speak, to save this nation. And we are asking the international community to warn the government to desist from using the military in elections to try to change the verdict of the people. This is, uh, you know, very, very strange. We have never seen this type of thing before. 
So ladies and gentlemen, let us do everything that is uh, legally possible to ensure that the verdict of the people is not stolen. Our supporters have every right to go out and jubilate. We have won all the deciding regions. We've won Greater Accra, we've won Central Region, and uh, we've won the previously existing Brong Ahafu region very convincingly, including winning the birthplace of Professor Buzia, of the Buzia Dankwa tradition. What else do we need to win the elections in this country? Even in Eastern region, we've won close to 40% in Eastern region and close to 30% in Ashanti region. How can anybody be, be, be uh, uh, talking in the wildest imagination that Nana Kufuado can win this election? It's not possible. It is not possible and we are not going to sit down. We are not going to sit idly by for the verdict of the people to be stolen. So we thank you very much. But let's call on the electoral commission. We are happy that, uh, you know, they've decided to shift their own timelines because we told them that it was not going to be possible for you to declare the results of these elections uh, 24 hours after the election. As we sit now, coalition hasn't gone anywhere. Constituencies are still doing coalition. Our agents in the EC strong room are relaying information to us. So we don't think that um, um, any credible results can be declared before tomorrow. And so let us keep our, let us keep our fingers crossed and hope, hope that electoral commission will do the needful to save the peace and integrity. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Of this country. Thank you very much. So what you just uh, witnessed uh, is uh, a, an address first by the flag bearer of the NDC, uh, John Mahama, who in essence made some serious um, pronouncements. But I want to emphasize his call on the uh, supporters of the party to remain calm. Um, and of course, he uses words they will resist if the will of the people is stolen. Your impression? Well, so listening to John Mahama and talking about how they're going to resist you know, if the will of the people is stolen, he makes reference to the parliamentary election. Now, John Mahama is talking about the NDC winning the parliamentary, but I'm told that uh, the interview, I mean, Marcelo Bay is interviewing Spiro Gabriel. Let's just go for that. Of seats in parliament in a democratic country, then quite naturally the parties 
members have a right to rejoice. I mean, jubilating does not mean declaration of results. It simply means that you are happy that you have won seats that NDC did not have before. I mean, if we have won 140 seats, that's a reversal of more than 40 seats that were originally the, you know, managed and owned by the NPP. But the, the main thing I think most Ghanaians should ask themselves is, why is it that for the sake of democracy in Ghana, the Electoral Commission has never found it useful and fit to ask Dr. Farijan, the longest serving Ghanaian Electoral Commissioner who is alive, to come and help in the electoral process. It's a very good question. Where is Dr. Farajan? Why has the electoral commission given the impression that previous electoral commissioners have nothing to offer? Somebody who has occupied a position for almost 20 years before you has a lot to offer. So the absence of Dr. Farajan and the fact that the, in, the IPAC has never been given the opportunity in the party advisory committee to function properly is the way among the signals that we all saw as Ghanaians about the possibility of this kind of situation um, ensuing. Is, is, is it the view of the NDC that you've won the parliamentary elections but lost the presidential no, or you've won the president or you've no. won but because, we expect, we because expect, well, the, the presidential well, candidate has been quiet on the presidential. The, the, he was very emphatic um, in a Facebook the, post the on the Okay. Uh, information on the presidential is not yet out. Of course, we are expecting to win, but from a presidential spokesperson's point of view, he didn't have the basis on which to declare himself uh, the winner of the election, except that we expect to win because we have won the parliamentary. And when you win the parliamentary, there's reason to believe that all things being equal, you'll also win the presidential. So it is that all things being equal that you are you are you are here to understand that the military are being used to overturn the decision of the people in certain constituencies with a view to changing the results of the election. That is the problem. Finally, before you go, don't you think this posture of not waiting for the lecture commission to declare the results and the seat... declared the results today. I don't think anybody has declared the results of the elections today. Yeah, but we can be patient. That, yeah, we are waiting. You are patient. But asking our people to rejoice is not lack of patience. We haven't declared the results. We are not authorized to declare the results. What our flag bearer said but was... by extension, asking your supporters to go on the streets to go and jubilate means that they should, means you've won the election. And you're calling it in favor of your votes in parliament. We have majority of the vote in parliament, of the seats in parliament. So if the parliamentary seats are not mishandled or mangled, we shall have the majority. And that is a precursor of the presidential victory that we expect to announce by tomorrow. Okay. Thank you very much for talking to us. Okay, so you just heard from Ecos Pio Gabra. Um, I mean, he contested as a flag bearer of the NDC um, before he did not win. But he's here today trying to support behind the NDC presidential candidate. And as you heard him um, talking about the comments by the NDC presidential candidate and the general secretary um, of the party, Johnson, is here doing Let's try and get more of them. Let, let, let me see. Let's try and see if we can speak to some of the supporters um, who are gathered here. Let's find out from them if indeed 
they will want to uh, go onto the streets to go and celebrate as they've been urged to do by the um, general secretary um, of the party, Johnson is sitting. Let me talk to Fred Agbenyo. He's with the um, NDC. Let me find out from him what he also... Okay, so Fred is not willing to speak. And that is Marshall Awabada in the house, the residence of the uh, flag bearer of the NDC, John Dramani Mahama. Um, the point there, Marshall was asking um, Dr. Ekos Piogaba about the silence of John Dramani Mahama on the presidential race. He gave some clarity. He says he doesn't have those results yet and doesn't have a basis to mm. declare himself a winner, other than to say they, however, expect to win because of what they believe to be they are strong showing in the parliamentary race. Well, um, Evans, you know one thing, if you have results of your parliamentary elections, yes, you have two agents in every constituency. You have one for the parliamentary candidate, one for the presidential candidate. And in many of the constituencies that we have declared results or we have certified results from, we have both the parliamentary and the you know, presidential. Right from yesterday when the NDC started speaking, it's been one thing about the parliamentary elections. Mm. They started by talking about how they've been able to flip 36 constituencies and they talked about how they believe they had about uh, 143 later to 140 seats. It looks like for the NDC the, I mean, the biggest gain in this election is the parliamentary election, mm. the parliamentary uh, you know, seats, mm. which they believe they have won mm. and are thus cautioning the NPP not to use the military to actually turn it in their favor. Mm. And also, listening to them, they say, if you have a majority in parliament, you can govern. You cannot govern without a majority in parliament. And clearly, you're seeing an, I mean, a signal that for the NDC, one of the things they would love to have is a 2008 situation when the election went into a runoff. If it happens like that, and if they do have the majority in parliament, look, I tell, you tell Ghanaians, we have the majority in parliament, if you really want a peaceful governance, you vote for us, yeah. and we can assure you. And I see Nikita hinted at that. Exactly. That you cannot govern exactly. uh, without majority in parliament. I want to take you to a place in Greater Accra uh, parliamentary uh, this year, something <clears throat> that, uh, that, that is playing out uh, today. And I want to focus on this area, Medina, uh, for you. And a story of Francis Xavier Susu, who has won this, flipped it. Flipped exactly. It. He flipped, flipped it. You um, big. It. Yes. 15,000 margin. So he pulls 61,972 to the incumbent Boniface Abubakar Siddiq's 46,799 votes. So uh, uh, Francis Xavier Sosu, 56.7% of the vote. Boniface has 42.8%. This is incredible. The margin there is, is significant. We're talking about almost what? Correct me. Almost 15,000. Yeah, it's 15, more than 15,000 15, votes. Or 15,199. 80 votes. Okay. Now, the story there becomes, becomes even more clear when you go to the difference Boniface wanted by in the last elections. And then you begin to appreciate yeah. um, the performance of Francis Xavier Susu uh, in that particular area. This is, the, this is a difference by 9,000 votes. Yeah, let's <clears> 9, Boniface, Boniface won it for Amadou Sorogo, who himself um, sort of lost out. Yeah. Um, people didn't like him because he's been there for a while. He comes in and wins it with 9,000 votes, right? Now, just from one election to the next, Francis Xavier Susu has managed to stretch from 9,000 to 15,000 votes. Thankfully, he joins us on the telephone line right now. Francis Xavier Susu, congratulations. 
Good evening to your cherished viewers. And I'm pretty sure you are still wrapping your head around what happened today. Have you come to terms with the results, the fascinating results that uh, put you in this commanding, victorious lead? Well, um, yes, I've really, really come to terms with the results. Um, I think the declaration happened the early hours of the day. Um, and we've had a course to go around to say a big thank you to our supporters who made this happen um, and just um, trying to catch a little rest as we prepare to um, um, see the eventual outcome of the presidential election and also uh, prepare to deliver on uh, the mandate that the people have entrusted in, onto me. And this is a very significant mandate. Did you, even in your wildest imagination, believe, of course, every politician goes into the race to win. So that was a given. But did you believe that you'll win by 15,000 plus votes? Well, I, I believe that it was going to be overwhelming, but I did not, uh, uh, I, I could not predict exactly by what margin. Um, victory is going to be um, when you look at the work that we had on the ground and you look at uh, the kind of connection I had with the voters on the ground um, and the responses mm. I had was going around campaigning. I knew for sure that um, we definitely was win the election. Uh, I said that I didn't know exactly what margin. So the margin was actually uh, a bit shocking to me as well. Mm. So tell me, I mean, uh, thankfully we know you quite well because of your work as a human rights campaigner, human rights lawyer. But in a community like Medina, which is a pretty cosmopolitan, is sandwiched there by Ayawaso West Wagon, and then on the other side is uh, Adenta, places that I frequent, um, and Dom Kwabenya. You have all this um, host of people, I mean, settler communities, the wealthy, the, the, um, the middle class. The, uh, what work for you? I mean, how do you juggle a community like that with everybody else in one place? Well, I think that, uh, like I said from the beginning, I'm sure that um, my connection with the people, uh, because of the unique position I found myself uh, as um, a human rights lawyer, and a campaigner for that matter. Um, I've had the cause to represent many of the people, uh, uh, I mean, on pro bono basis, uh, when they've had issues either with the law or um, had some issues with other people, uh, which they feel aggrieved about. And also, given the fact that my own background growing up as a street kid, becoming a lawyer and practicing as a human rights lawyer, um, it kind of, um, uh, yeah, it kind of, um, it kind of, it, it kind of, um, yeah, it kind of provided some kind of inspiration uh, to many of the young people who um, believed in me and believed in in my dreams. Uh, you realize that Madina had over um, one thousand, no, over one hundred and fifty thousand voters. Mm. Uh, out of which we have 77% being the youth. Mm. So uh, connecting with the youth, uh, uh, with my persona, and also connecting with them with my message, I believe was something that worked out for me.
Well, I'm sure you're looking forward to your first day in Parliament, and you can't wait to be sworn in. And so I'll, I'll let you be. I could, I could hear in your voice uh, fatigue. You're possibly running on adrenaline right now after the high of the declaration, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. And I really, really um, am committing myself to providing selfless leadership to the people of Medina and providing very quality parliamentary representation and also being an agent of development uh, for them and making sure that I reach out to every one of us uh, without discrimination and without any uh, form of uh, limitation, whether you belong to a particular political party or not, or whether you belong to any particular religious belief or not. But I'm just going to be an MP for all, and uh, hopefully uh, I can properly represent them. Okay, uh, Francis Zabel, thank you very much for speaking to us. Uh, a sweet reaction there, and, and all the best. He's going to be one of the new faces yeah. uh, going to Parliament. Um, well, many, did you think? Did you expect that he would win? I, 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 I didn't expect that because of the how formidable Boniface Abuka Sadiq is a a a, a member of Parliament, a, a minister. Well, yes, you know Boniface is very formidable, but uh, if you you know went to Medina, finding out how the people were likely to vote, you'd get a signal that you know. And Boniface wasn't that popular in the build-up to the election. Now, he talks about 77% of the I mean, pop, I mean, voting population being the youth. And the challenge you have with Boniface was that he thought this was a done deal for him. So spent a lot of the time showcasing what he believed he had done mm. and thought that was going to win the election for him. This guy was building relationship. Okay, um, that's an important point. So he's a new face. The new face. He's yeah. a new face. He's going to go to Parliament. I want to go to take you to Ashanti region mm -hmm. and, and, and pull up another constituency that we've been watching um, very closely. Because another new face uh, is there. Uh, let's focus in on Ejisu uh, in, uh, in Ashanti region. Uh, this is the constituency I want you to pay attention to right now for me. That's it. Right here. Ejisu. Because Ejisu is one of those areas that we had another new face, right? Yes. And as you can see there, you have John Kuma. So John Kuma is the CEO of the National Entrepreneurship and Innovative Innovation Program, mm. NAEP. And he, having unseated the then Deputy Minister of Roads and Highways, Kwabino uh, Diomi, has won with 82.5% of the votes, pulling 69,897 to beat the NDC's candidate who pulled 13,000. 782 votes, representing 16.3%. And then you face are going to see Parliament right now. I'm, I'm told he's on the line. Yes. Uh, hello, Mr. John Kuma. Thank you for your time here on your election headquarters as we begin to digest all this uh, for our viewers across the world. Uh, thank you, and thank you for joining us on Election Digest. Talk, talk, talk to me about um, your victory today in Ejisu. Congratulations, first of all. Um, and um, what word for you? Yeah, thank you, Evans, and thank you for having me. Um, I, I just listened to my brother and friend, uh, Lawyer Sosu, and I want to wish him well. Uh, I mean, he, he's been my friend at the bar. I'm happy to be his colleague, uh, going into parliament with him in the same year. Uh, he defeated a very competent, mature politician in uh, Medina. I wish him well. Mm. Um, it, it's been a sweet victory for me in Ejuso. Uh, of course, it's a stronghold, so we were expecting to win, and we just thank God for the massive victory that we got mm -hmm. today in the Jusu constituency. 
Okay. Uh, stay with me. Uh, before I, I bring him in for the, my next question, I want to see, did he improve on exactly. the party's margins there? Because as he himself had just said, it was expected that he will win. He'll win that um, because it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a stronghold. But stay, stay with me uh, for a minute, uh, Mr. Kuma, as we, as we begin to, to look at this and share with our audiences who are obviously watching and listening to us on, uh, on myjoyonline.com and listen to us on radio as well. Winston, let's put up the trend for that. What, what did you do there? So uh, in 2016, Kwabano Uso Diomi polled 54,000. Mm. 54,000. So if you look at the real numbers, the figures, there's a, a huge improvement. Because he's at 60, 60 uh, plus. Uh, yeah, 69,000. Yeah. So that's a huge improvement. However, percentage-wise, there's a reduction. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, that will give you the picture. So in 2016, you had 65,000 valid votes. Okay. 10 out of 77 percent. Let's get to 2020. We will get a picture clearly there. So valid votes, 83,000. That's an increase of 18,000. Mm. And uh, 10 out 82 percent. He pulls 82.5 percent to Kabnu Suediomi's 83.8 percent. Bottom. And, yeah, go on. So, but if, but if you look at that numbers, just the numbers, this is, uh, you know, more of a 15,000 increase. Mm. But you should also look at that in relation to the increase in the number of voters. And here, we're talking about an increase of 18,000 from the previous elections figures. So he's managed to increase the actual number of votes there, uh, of course, benefiting from the increase in voter yeah. population also. Um, so, Mr. Kumar, so that's a story there. Um, in, yeah. in all aspects, you were doing, not only winning, but also increasing your party's actual votes there exactly uh yes yeah, so and i believe that uh we were able to stay in touch with the base of the party uh, and able to contribute in um unfortunately i think the line isn't helping um, let's see if we can get him to to interact with us but yeah. <clears throat> but clearly this also then you have to see how that relates to the presidential performance was he doing well only for himself or for, the or, or for the president as well because this definitely has improved well the president actually is is 69 that's 81 percent so he does better than the president he does better than, he the, does president. Better than the president he does yeah. better than the president i mean if you just want to uh, check it again for me that's 69,000. Yeah, 69, against 69, both of them have 69,000. Yes, but, uh, but you know, 69,897, and the president has 69,399. That's just a slight margin. Just 500 votes. Um, but there's a lot of human beings. A lot of human you human look at it that way. Yes, Mr. Duncan, it appears that you did. Um, just a few hundred votes better than the president. Yes, um, that's true. Um, but uh, 69,000 for the president is quite a huge number to make a difference in the national tally. Absolutely. And it, this is a game about numbers, exactly. right? Yes. Um, and so that every particular vote uh, counts. So um, exactly. here, here you are with, with this margin of victory in there. You're possibly looking forward to, to, uh, to being sworn in, in, into parliament. Um, give us a sense of um, what, what, what your mission is now, now that you've crossed this line. Uh, well, our mission is to contribute to enrich the debate in Parliament, to improve in policy direction of the country, and to also uh, help meet the expectation of our constituents. Uh, if you come to it, just so there are a number of issues that uh, our constituency is expecting me to lead them 
in terms of lobbying for development projects and uh, helping the youth to find jobs, among many other uh, things. So I think uh, I'm ready and prepared to pick up the tax to contribute to governors of the country and at the same time help with parliamentary duties and my constituency duties as well. Uh, John Kuma, thank you very much. Another new face in Ejusu, right, the, uh, the parliamentary candidate-elect uh, for the Ejusu uh, constituency, uh, MP-elect there in Ejusu. <clears throat> now, the thing I want, to, I want to note about his numbers, and I made a point to him, I mean, he got slightly more, just a few hundred more votes uh, than the president. The president is hoping to get do way, way better in Ashanti region. That's the only way he can cross the 50% plus exactly. one vote. And so every little vote counts. And so it comes down to how well are his candidates in their strongholds doing for him. Exactly. And let's get to the 2016 results, because if you're John Mahama, you'll be looking at your percentage and say, yeah, presidentials, and say, okay, so let me look at it. 14.5%, mm. and it increases to 17%, I am sure, 17%. 2.5% increase, mm. and that's good for you if yeah. you're John Mahama, because then you're increasing your percentage in the Ashanti region, which is the stronghold of your, I mean, uh, contender, and we've, I mean, we've already made the point that the path to 50 plus 1 mm -hmm. would uh, include performing better <clears throat> in your opponent strongholds, and you'll be excited about this result if you're John Mahama or if you're part of the John Mahama campaign. And in fact, for the NDC specifically, they will, they hope yeah, they must get 25% or more in the Ashanti region if they want to win the national elections. And exactly. So this is key for them as well. Um, we'll be joining back um, Elton Brobe, who is a uh, private residence of the uh, president, Nana Kufado, um, uh, who would give us an update there. We've heard already from John Mahama from his residence with a press conference, um, uh, um, calling for calm, but also indicating that they would not resist any attempt to steal um, the vote of the people. Um, because he has believed that they have a majority in, in Parliament. And um, the calculation there is that he expect that majority to deliver them a, the presidential victory if you push this to a runoff, exactly. right? as we yeah. saw in the 2008 elections. We'll join him shortly. We also came from the Electoral Commission where Israel is standing by. EC still hasn't got clarity yet on when. That declaration will happen. And so we're watching this space very closely. This is definitely the final lap. I want to go to the central region, if you may. Sure, let's go to the central. Let's go, because it's a swing, it's a swing, um, it's a swing region. But this is presidential. Now, central region, this is the story of central region, as it stands. Just visually appreciate it. You have more blues, I see, yeah. than greens. But again, you're waiting for um, upper danger west. The fact that isn't here doesn't mean that it hasn't been declared a constituency. We are checking this before we input it because we've come. You have Asin North, Asin Central. We have um, Infantiman. Infantiman is interesting because we have the case of the, um, the incumbent who passed on and a wife replaced him. I've seen pictures of him jubilating already. In fact, Kodonyako had told us yeah. uh, that um, the, the, the woman there had won. And so this will populate. We expect that to turn, exactly. to turn blue short, shortly. Uh, Goma East. Goma, um, Goma, um, Wutu Senya East. Um, I think the are in there, so yeah. that's Wutu Senya East. Yeah, uh, I mean yeah. West. Yeah, West. We know West. West. We know West because it's uh, uh, George Anders' place. We did it overnight. Yeah. Um, but let's go into some of the key places. We have Esukuma Dobin Brakwa. Let's check that one. Let's check that one. One of your, one of your favorite places. Yes, Esukuma Dobin Brakwa. So, 
a Sikuma Robin Brakwa with a 10 out of 80 percent, mm. the NPP's Nana Kufa opposed 29,078 votes mm. to the NDC's 22,429 votes, about 6,000 votes difference. Mm. But it's important we look at the 2016 margin mm -hmm. and do a bit of analysis and find out whether it's anything to go by. So, um, okay, now I think parliamentary. parliamentary. Let's, 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 let's get to presidential. Mm. So presidential, um, 5,000 margin again, Akufado, uh, you know, winning there with uh, a margin of 5,000. Uh, now he increases it to uh, 6,000. And so you'd say, well, he's maintained an area that he won. But... The parliamentary is where the issue is. Yeah. So, <coughs> so this is the story of uh, Sikuma Dobin Brakwa. It is largely an MPP hold, largely, yeah. but it, it does, doesn't mean that the NDC uh, can make inroads, as we've seen in 2012, where they voted for the NDC. Now, the story that begins to emerge there is that it, it is one of those non-purist swing constituencies. 996, as you see here. In 1996, they, they voted NDC, yeah. both parliamentary presidential, they win the national elections. In 2000, they switched, voted MPP, NPP, both parliamentary yeah. and presidential. MPP wins the national elections. The 2004, same story happens. They stayed with the MPP. In 2008, they stayed with the MPP, but the story at the national level changes. But, of course, by parliamentary, they kept faith with them. 2012, when the story again with the NDC was playing out, when John Muhammad's stronger showing, yeah. they switched, they flipped to the yeah. NDC, voted both parliamentary and presidential. They don't do skirts and blouse. No, they don't. They just vote for you. That's all. But they flip. In 2016, again, there was a tsunami for MPP, and then again, they flipped back to the MPP. Now, your story, your question is, what have they done this the year in terms of parliamentary? This is a story this year. Uh, in terms of parliamentary uh, for Sukuma Odobin Brakwa. This is it. So this is a sketch and blouse. Exactly. This is the first time, and I just noted when we are doing the analysis a short while ago, that they, ha they don't do sketch and blouse. They don't, but they've done it now. They've done it now in this year's election. Exactly, because go to 2016, let me show you something. Let, let's, let's go through the numbers. Yes, this is 28,175. For the NDC's Alhassan Gansa, mm. that's 51.5%. And the MPP's Emmanuel J polling 25,454, representing 46.6% of the votes. Okay. Now, the reason I want to go to uh, 2016 is that it would actually give parliamentary? us... Parliamentary? Uh, yes, parliamentary. You give us an explanation of why that is the situation. Watch this. Anthony Efa. Mm. Now, he loses the primaries. He loses the NPP primaries. And from my checks in that particular constituency, after his loss, he felt unhappy. And there are instances when MPs lose their seats and then turn away from their constituency. In fact, there's a famous quote by a member of parliament, and he says, If you vote against me, uh, for the remainder of my period as a member of parliament, who's going to look after you? Because then you've told me to prepare and go home. Mm. And according to my checks, the vote against Anthony Efa... In the party's primary. In the party's primaries. Because for the executives, they felt this man wasn't doing a lot of things right. 
affected the NPP in this particular constituency. And that's not come as a surprise to me that he lost the constituency. Lost the because constituency. he actually won by some 430 votes. Mm. So that was always easy to overturn. 430 votes mm. in that constituency. I want to I return to the uh, 2020 story there where this is Skirt and Blouse. Yeah. And we, this is not the first time we've seen places that didn't used to be Skirt and Blouse. What they, are, what they tend to be doing now, there's no trend yet, but at least a few we've seen, they are punishing the NPP press, uh, parliamentary the candidates. Candidate, yeah. Okay? They are punishing the NPP parliamentary candidates but rewarding their presidential candidate. candidates. Yeah. And As in the president is winning, mm -hmm. but his candidate there is losing. And what that tells you is that, look, people sometimes look at who's contesting and not necessarily the party symbol mm. when it comes to parliamentary elections. Yes, you expect that, you know, the presidential candidate goes around and says, you need to vote for me because if you vote for me and you do not vote for our parliamentary candidates, I cannot get majority in parliament. And you can understand why the NDC is claiming majority in parliament and saying all things being equal, that could translate into victory for them. And so if that is a situation, you have the presidential candidate saying vote for my candidate as in my parliamentary candidate. However, the people sometimes send you the signal that, look, we cannot vote for your parliamentary candidate just because you are contesting. We want your parliamentary candidate to also earn it. Mm. He must show us why we should be sending him to parliament. And if they believe he hasn't shown enough reason why he should be in parliament, he's voted against. That's it. Um, one of the things also that for me strikes me is the sophistication of the Ghanaian voter. Yeah. I mean, since 1982, there was a time in our democratic maturity process where it wasn't about issues anymore i mean we complained about this for a long time it was about a lot of insults a lot of uh, tribalism a lot of who is handsome than you a lot of who speaks my language but the Ghanaian voter has become very sophisticated that they are able to distinguish um i like the bigger picture yeah. as in i like the president i like them to be the executive because i like the way possibly they manage the the country but at my local level in my little constituency, I honestly do not like my representative. Mm -hmm. And so they are able to make these calculations. And as we're beginning to see, they are saying, well, continue in some cases at the presidential level, but I'm going to hurt your candidate in there. Sometimes it could be a protest also. Exactly. I, I, I don't like the presidential candidate, but I hate the parliamentary candidate more. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want to show you that I, I'm not completely enthused about your leadership. So I want to give it to him. And hopefully you get the signal that exactly. something is not entirely accurate and right in that particular constituency. One of the things somebody told me uh, before election 2020 was that he said, I am disappointed in Akufuado, but I do not like John Mahama. So I am going to vote for Akufuado, but as a way of punishing him for disappointing me, I'm voting against his party's parliament, parliament, yeah. parliamentary candidate. And so in that particular situation, that person went out there and voted against, you know, the uh, NPP's uh, candidate. But just to add to this, when I was in uh, Zebula for ballot box, uh, you know, the Boko ballot box, one person did some analysis and that stuck with me. He said, in voting, three things would affect my decision. Mm. One, my local community. Two, my constituency in general. And three, the national issues. Mm. So that's the situation in there. That's the situation in there. And so that's how uh, some of these things eventually pan out. I want to go to another 
2016 um, Skirts and Blouse constituency. And this is our friend, um, Felis Kwanchi Fosu's yes. constituency. This is Ebra Sebu Kwaman Kese. And that's the story there. What's the story, Winston? Well, so there you have it in 2020. Now, Elvis Morris Donko of the NPP, who is an incumbent member of parliament, posed 25,048 votes to defeat his NDC contender, Felix Kwachiofosu, who pulled 24,872. The margin, the percentage margin of victory is 0.04%. No, 0.4%. 0 0.4%. 176 votes. 176 yes. votes. But we've seen 80, 81 votes also. We've seen 81 votes. So that's a very close one. Very close. And, 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 and if you're Felix, look, uh, to be very honest with you, I mean, I've contested elections before. If you're Felix and you get to this position, uh, you come so close to winning and you lose. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. Yes. This will hurt more. It, exactly. I mean, exactly. It will hurt more because then you, you, it's more like you're seeing Kenan. Yeah. You're almost close to it. And in the uh, parliament, you first crossed the pole. You know, I mean, he, so, uh, sad one for him. And, 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 and for these painful defeats, you are always in it to the final whistle. Exactly. It's like football. I, I love Manchester United. I don't know where your team is. I love Man United. Too. Okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. We're playing tonight. I mean, well, it, it hurts the most when we are, you know, winning, you know, not winning, even drawing, and the game is almost over. And then the final kick of the game, they score you. <laughs> that, it, that, it's just devastating. No, exactly. Because you are in the race until the final minute, and then you lose. This is what happened to Felix here. Yeah. Um, but listen, he will know that that's the nature of politics. He will know, Evans. But you see, the other thing about this particular constituency also, if we go to 2016 uh, in, in, in the parliamentary election, and I want to make uh, this point because, um, you know, it's an area that I've been studying. Now, Elvis Morris Donko with Samuel K. Hayford, then the uh, Samuel K. Hayford. Now, Elvis wins by 50.6% to his 46.7%. This is a social worker mm. in that constituency. He works on an NGO and has been liaising with the people. He's been in constant touch with the people. And I say this and I repeat this again, that politics, when it comes to politics, we say feelings that are formed by emotions cannot be dislodged by mere reasoning. That is what is working for this man. Okay, so um, he, he wins it, Elvis. Maurice Donko wins it in uh, Felix Kwachi for shoes, an area that... Many people thought because of yeah. his profile, exactly right, because of his profile, uh, she win it. But Felix lost. And one of those, that's why I say in, in, in when elections are held, be cautious about numbers. Mm -hmm. Because it's one of those areas that I, I saw people circulating on social media very early in the day that, in fact, NDC actually... Elvis Efriankra yes. actually congratulated Felix Kwachiofosu for winning that constituency. But like you're saying, look, if you want to be NP, and I told you that uh, uh, Elvis Morris Donko was a social worker. I mean, mm -hmm. a social worker. He was where he had an NGO in that community, and he had been dealing with the people over a long period of time. Mm. So this is somebody they know, mm. and if they know you, the people, our people say Nipa enim If I know you, I do not need candle or light to see you at night. Mm. So this is a clear situation. He's unlucky this time around. Now that he's shown his face, if he continues and consistently visits his constituency. He may be lucky in 2020. I, I want to go to another constituency in the central region, and this is the home constituency of the NDC's running mate, um, Commander Negwafu Ebrim. Yeah. Constituency. Um, and this is 2020, and it's Samuel Meltz. 
Yes. Rather the late Melts um, have won it. But I'm told that we have George Merkuduka, mm. the MP for Takwan Swaim, whom we are told almost lost that constituency. Takwan Swaim is in, uh, the, is in the Western, Western region. region. Let's so, yes, let's pull the Western region out and uh, check the margins uh, because. Uh, uh, George Merkuduka, this is Western North, let's look at the Western region, George Merkuduka, we're told, uh, is joining us having won uh, that particular constituency. So, uh, there you go, um, Western region, okay, we're waiting for the results in the Takwa. Uh, but what's, in, the, what's the story in, in, well, in, the, he, in Takwa? He had an independent candidate challenging him, and so for the NDC, you had Siedun Ketia make mention of the NPP trying to use soldiers and into intimidate persons and they cite Takwa and Swayim as one of those constituencies where they're trying to intimidate people to actually flip it. But George Mirkuduka is emerged victorious and he joins us now. Uh, Mr. Mirkuduka, um, thank you for joining us here on your election headquarters. Uh, this must have been a pretty tough one for you, even for you who uh, consider yourself a, a, a political, a politically astute, been in the game for quite a while. I'm pretty sure you didn't expect this. We don't seem to have him on the telephone line. We'll try and get him when we yeah. do. Uh, we'll bring him to you uh, shortly here on your election headquarters. But that's a Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Story there in, uh, in Takwa and Shoaim. I want to go back to the central region because it's such a, an important swing uh region um where should we go next wednesday we could do um okay so we've done um should we do but we should do a jumakong in yanisian and no. this is the area of your of your friend i want to do parliamentary <laughs> first because the parliamentary story is uh, is always interesting keso ato fosi is there former deputy uh former deputy finance minister a minority spokesperson on on finance he wins it handsomely he wins handsomely uh, you know, so prior to the election, lots of conversation about the possibility of he losing to, uh, you know, Dr. Rashid. Mm. Now, he pulls 39,000. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.